For another helping of oysters, clams, and cockles, I am Ross Boland here with my buddy, Mr. Barrett Dudley, to bring you the best TV shows and movies weekly in an easily digestible podcast packed with laughs. Barrett, we're back in the studio as the world crumbles around us, but at least we have good TV and movies to watch. That's right. This is really the only place that I, I feel safe uh, anymore. That might sadly be and, true. And, and uh, you know, I'm just glad that we are able at the current moment to still provide the population, perform. the population out there, the clam fam, most importantly of all, mm, indeed, with uh, with just this with this type of of entertainment and uh, escape, indeed, from reality, from from reality and from the crazy things that are going on out there. Because Ross, I don't know if you've heard this, but at, out there, just beyond these doors, mm-hmm. it's Robot Month. It is, yeah. yeah. So there, people are just freaking out about this, and I know that you need. You need to come here and you need to listen to this podcast because it's Robot Month and it's really sending everybody for a loop. And uh, we just the it just just you know there's just there's just too much AI out there and we we gotta we have to contain and suppress the spread of the robots. Now, so it's important to remember as you're out there battling these robots Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we're here for you, and we're going to take your mind off of the real world and the throes of reality with very calming and soothing shows about the world ending in very different ways. <laughs> yeah. Such as Westworld mm, and mm-hmm. Devs. Yes, yeah. The two shows we're referencing when we call it Robot Month. <laughs> and uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. When we did Ex Machina, also part of true, Robot Month. True, yeah. You could argue that the toilets Larry has invented are robots. Are robots. They certainly, they've got some robotics going on. Sure they do. The sex, the big the sex doll kind of a precursor to a robot sure. in a way. Early versions. You know, early versions of, of fake. <laughs> like the first Ex Machina one you see on the wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's the first yeah. one. That's the first one. Yeah. So uh... Larry Larry trying to deflate it with his pelvis. <laughs> Why? Larry. Oh God. We're talking about the ninth episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm's tenth season today. We only have one more episode of Curb to laugh at next week, which is uh sad but true. Devs Season 1, Episode 1. The newest uh, FX production. It's yeah. on Hulu with FX or whatever as right. well. If you hated right. the FX app, many people have Devs on it. FX on Hulu. Yes. That's how it goes. That's the order. Not at all confusing. Not not at all. Not at all. And uh, also, we're going to say a few words about Westworld as well, since uh, Season 3 premiered this past Sunday. Also, as I've said, we watch a lot of TV and movies. Mm-hmm, ton of it. Mm-hmm, it's going to mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. even more of it now, Barrett. We're not even allowed to leave our homes. Television and movies are our only friends. And that's why this episode of OCC is brought to you by Felix Gray Glasses. Because we constantly have our faces and screens from morning to night. Computer screens, phone screens, uh, TV screens, gaming PCs, all these different screens. And uh, they have blue light that comes through them. And that blue light is bad. By the end of the day, it makes my eyes tired, dry, I have headaches, blurry vision, trouble sleeping, which is why I'm wearing these Felix Grays right now. These are the Faraday frames and clear, as you can see. Uh, You've been getting lots of- uh, I've gotten compliments. Lots of compliments. Many, many people have said I look like a scientist. Maybe I could solve this whole problem. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you could build a robot. Perhaps communicate with the robots. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Many people have been saying You've gotten the opportunity to do one of my favorite things on Instagram, which is to- Post post something, you know, cool that you're either doing or wearing. Sure. And then, but not say anything about it. Right, right. Just so that a few slides later, you can go, for everybody asking. Yeah. You get to, you get to, you get to throw it out there that a lot of people have asked you about uh, a given, for everybody asking the, uh, the lotion that I was putting on my face is uh, from Kiehl's. Yeah. 
for everybody else, no, those were the uh, those were the clear Faraday frames yeah, yeah. Uh, from Felix Gray. Uh, also, swipe up and use this code. No, no, it was very subtle, Barrett. Very yes, subtle. Yeah, no, I, but I love that. I love. Of that. course, they're beautiful the, glasses. The frames look great on you. F- thank you, sir. Felix Gray is great. They filter out ninety percent of high energy blue light, eliminate ninety nine percent of the harsh glare coming from screens. Unlike other brands who use cheap blue light coatings that are ineffective, it can chip or scratch. Felix Gray uses a proprietary blue light technology embedded directly into the lens. They're available in prescription, non-prescription readers. Felix Gray has you covered with optical glasses for work, sleep glasses in the evening that are clinically proven to increase melatonin secretion when worn leading up to bedtime, which is dope. Why would you buy glasses from a company whose sole focus isn't making glasses? I trust Felix Gray because they make the best blue light glasses in the game. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash OCC and get a pair of blue light glasses from the pros today. Shipping and returns are totally free. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash OCC. Felixgrayglasses.com slash OCC. In the month of March on patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. We are bringing you four extra episodes if you're a member of the Mollusk Militia, three if you're a member of the Crustacean Nation. Barrett, so far we've done our top five living actors argument, mm-hmm. a phenomenal mm-hmm. hour of conversation between right. the two of us in which you also provided a uh, very uh, scientific and oh, mathematical shit. method. Wow, wow. In all of the hubbub, what with it being robot month, I still have not even put that my Excel doc, my Google sheet on the Patreon Oh fuck! Really? Yeah. Somebody kicked my ass, and I, I and I'm I, not gonna do it because I'm gonna I'm going to I I I my computer just died. Otherwise, I would get it out right now and do it right this second. But I will do it. There's no rush. I sir. will do it. These people got plenty of time. That's right. We all do. I just want to. Yeah, I want to parse it out. I want to. Yeah. You know, I want to be slow with the. Uh, with the release. With the release, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. We did Ex Machina as our throwback movie club as That's part right. of Robot Month, as yep. you mentioned. It was mm-hmm. phenomenal. We had a great time looking at how the uh, AI stuff there plays into and discussing how it might... You know, the differences between Westworld and, and of sure, course, now we sure. have devs to compare it to. We were going to go see The Hunt, That's but right. then this thing struck, and we were like, well, fuck the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we do we love did, the movie theater. We did our civic duty. We just did. did we it just didn't home. feel It didn't feel right. And the news is that apparently these movie production companies are seeing, obviously, well, we don't want this as a problem. We need to make money still. So they're yeah. going to be releasing all these for us to be able to rent, I That's believe. Right. That's right. So we'll get to watch it anyway, just from the comfort of our homes. Yes. Without some psycho coughing up a loogie on the back of our heads. At some point near future, we will we will do the hunt. Oh yeah, we will watch the hunt. And then the hotline call extravaganza, of course, will be your last uh, episode of the month if you're a member of the Mollusk Militia on Patreon.com/slash Oysters Clams Cockles, where you can support this podcast and in exchange. Get additional OCC ad-free each and every month, and keep us on the air. Patreon.com/slash Oysters Clams. Cockles. Should, should we do our our, our announcement? For Would the, you like to? Yeah. Right now? Or do you want to save really that for a big later? announcement. Do you want to save that for a little later? It's, let's save it for a little later. Into the show. Okay. All into right. the show. Barrett and I have a huge announcement about what we're yeah. going to be doing on Patreon moving forward. We've got something very special for y'all that is uh, going to get you through this shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'll That's say for now. That's our goal. Okay. That's our goal. Okay. All right. Yep. Curb your enthusiasm. Tenth season. Ninth episode. Beep panic. Beep panic. I. Uh, Ross, I, 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 we're we're sounding like broken records, or at least I'm going to sound like a broken record on this podcast. Mm-hmm. A- and again, this is one of the issues with breaking down comedies on the pod, yes. episode by episode. And I think Curb is one of the better ones to do it because he touches on so much, uh, so many, so many yeah. things that are culturally culturally relevant. Sure. But this was just another this was just another fastball, man. I, I literally didn't stop laughing the entire 36 minutes. I'm just sitting there like a little kid giggling at everything that is happening. You know what I found? on screen, and uh, it was just it was just another. Uh, I mean, that was 36 minutes of like escape from the issues out there. You know what I mean? This like is, it was, this it was is huge. a ticket, Barrett. That's why we're opening with Curb today. I yeah. felt like it was important. Yeah. Because it did the same for me. And here's what I've noticed. You know how you and I were talking in the first couple episodes of the season. It's like there was there was this, the episode one was phenomenal. There was mm-hmm. kind of a couple misses in there. And we were just like, ah, some of these jokes may right, be a little right. forced. I have not felt that in a couple episodes now because I think you get back in like the Curb zone. Sure. Where the comedy really hits for all of us because we're used to it again. Larry's back. It's been so fucking long. Yeah. So now it's like, dude, everything hits Mm -hmm. on these. I'm not not a single thing am I like, that's fucking stupid. I'm just like, it's all stupid and it's all hilarious. I I mean, this episode was especially good for for the, the, the things where you're like, Oh, that's so true about society. Yeah. Uh, on the way over here, on the way over here, I saw somebody get beat panic. Basically, where, so, where somebody's down at their looking down at their phone and gets their ass honked at. I can't. It probably happened happens to me. 
once a week, maybe. I won't lie, dude. It had oh. definitely happens. I, I, I'm not. I don't text while I drive, but I'm very guilty about like hitting a stoplight and getting out the phone. It just happened to me. Yeah, on the way here. But I didn't get beat panic because there was nobody behind me. Uh-huh. It was whatever the opposite of that is silence panic because I was staring down at my phone and then I looked up and everyone was gone and the light was green and I was like ah and just like slammed on the gas and went through. You know what's another funny thing about like the whole beat panic thing? We're so damn addicted to these things. Is it's like. In almost all situations, you just want to hit uh, hit greens, right? Isn't that ideal? You go in across town, you hit every single green. It's just like the best thing that could possibly oh, happen. So it good. cuts out like a few minutes. But when I have something that I want to respond to or like a group text is blowing up, I'll get to a red and I'll like pull the phone like, out. Ooh, ooh, and I, it's yeah, my I'm time like, it's shot. my time. I got, I, got, I got my response. I got my, my response. And then, of course, that red light only lasts like 18 seconds and you haven't finished your thought and you don't get the text out and you didn't get to be like right there in the middle of it with the with the bubble with the bubbling and you're going to be like 15 minutes late on this text group now and the you're moment's going to endorphins yeah and the moment has passed and now your joke's not going to land with your friends and it's just like god damn it red light be a minute this time and yeah. it never is and that's you, you, you know, need that time for that's texting. part of it that's part of it and then the beep panic comes with the honking <laughs> what the hell else so happened? so yeah. the 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 Larry uh, Mocha Joe feud escalates. Oh, God. It's so good. So well in this episode. Ted Danson being a fan of Latte Larry's, being like a secret fan, is was a great twist. Everything. Like, oh, you want a cup of coffee to go from here? <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> He's an investor. <laughs> he fucking owns part of the restaurant. He doesn't he starts, even want the, the coffee. The wobbly tables start getting to him. Um, that was that all landed really, really well. You got Leon as the Beanmeister. Um, <laughs> Yo, the, the, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna fuck with the diarrhea scene. I was was maybe the hardest I've ever laughed at the show. Leon's reaction to the <laughs> bubbling up in his stomach after they crushed too much licorice was just. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, that both I, of them trying to get through it. Yep, yep. Boca uh, Joe fucking sitting there. The all the slow motion with the with everybody's faces watching the sweat about to drop in the soup. Oh, I mean, God. I was I was dying laughing at that. It was it's just those reaction shots. By the way, Vince Vaughn, dude, just crushing a classic Vince Vaughn character here. This is very, very big for him, I it's, feel. Yeah, it's, he is so funny in this. And it's like subtle, you know? Yeah, he doesn't even have that many lines. He's just a weirdo. But he's so, so funny. Uh, that was another big, like, that's another big, like, we've heard this from from Bill Simmons and from all sorts of sports guys and from uh, Friday Beers has it as one of their characters. But Glue Guy is absolutely a real thing. Oh, it's for like sure. It's like very relatable as well. That was super cool that they finally, they made Jeff the glue guy the too. Glue guy, that's yeah. such a, he is their glue guy for mm-hmm. sure. Like if Jeff's not going because Susie's a bitch, the trip's not happening. Yeah. 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 I love the glue guy. Um, oh God, the, being happy that you're going to get a few days to yourself and being overly happy about it and then sabotaging it. Yep. Also, D- yeah, the, this uh, episode just hit, man. It, it, the it, Lexus it hit dealership. Really well. Go, j- the free free stuff at nice places <laughs> is always a weird struggle, and I, the concept of Larry taking his Lexus in like weekly and just throwing the keys to somebody and being like, "Ah, oh, is a thing with the thing," <laughs> and then going straight for this licorice that then inevitably is Bavarian licorice that gives you diarrhea. <laughs> Richard Lewis playing a special needs person in uh, what was this fucking play called? Uh, Flowers for Algernon. Flowers for Algernon. Flowers which for is Algernon. a book, right? Yeah, that yeah. we all read in like middle yes. school. Uh-huh. And and they do the whole like uh, never go full R word <laughs> thing with Richard Lewis, and and then he gets diarrhea <laughs> like in the middle. In the middle of the performance, and Larry's in the crowd shaking his head, dude. I was, it's like, yeah, that's it, dude. We've it, done the thing again it, where we talk about all the funnies, all the funny stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's fun to relive it for a minute. It is, it is. And this, like, th- this one just really, really worked. Had another big, um, another big cameo from I always get the, the two from Broad City, I get their names mixed up. Um, was that Ilana Glazer? Nope, it was the other one. Um, Ted anyway. Danson saying, uh, you, finally using that he was in Cheers to try to get people to come to the coffee shop was a, a, a big moment for me as well. He's <laughs> never mentioned Cheers, has he? I don't no, think they've no. ever made a Cheers. Right, you, you know, Cheers, Becker. Yeah, he throws Becker out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was awesome. 
Who, Abby who, Jacobson. Who, Abby oh, Jacobson. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The sweaty waitress. Was the sweaty waitress. Who then, Larry, he can't stop giving people yeah, he's houses now, he, and cars. Yeah, they run that one back, but with a car this time. And then she crashes it into him, <laughs> which was just Into like, his brand new, he was way too, I, I liked the, thought it was great how he, how Larry, that was, we've talked about how he kind of isn't afraid to go with like a rich, with rich dude issues. Right. Now in he's this sure leaned into wealthy people problems. Yet. Right. And he's like, he's so obsessed with this licorice and so offended by the sales guy catching onto it that he's willing to drop six figures on a new BMW i8. Um, just despite the guy. Just despite, yeah. Now he just has a spite store yeah. and a spite yeah, store. Just to prove this guy that he's not just here for the licorice that is that there is something wrong with the car. He literally which, spends hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. <laughs> to accomplish this and then immediately wrecks it. But then you wreck that car. He was pretty chill about that. About all of it. Yeah. Yeah. He just, uh, he has too much money. But, he just you know, maybe, maybe he wouldn't, maybe he was just there. He really was just there for the licorice. He's not, it's okay. You know? Fucking ridiculous. And then, lo and behold. Tight car though. Lo and behold, he's got to buy the car that he already had. Which he gave away. Him him explaining that to Leon was also <laughs> while they sit there and eat all the licorice was <sighs> fucking dude. And they've pulled Leon to this place where he's being utilized perfectly, yes. just the right amount every episode, and it's gold. Yeah. And his face isn't shit when he's about to poop his pants, man. <laughs> I mean, I was I was dying. Great episode of Curb. Beat Panic. Can't w- can't wait for the finale to see how they wrap up this whole saga with Latte Larry and Larry. I'm a Latte Larry and uh, Mocha Joe. Mocha Joe's mom noticeably absent from the last mm, couple episodes. Mm. I miss her. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the finale. <laughs> You want to move on to our first episode ever of Devs? Oh, well, Moko Joe's mom was about to watch uh, that one show with or that one oh, movie yeah. with him. So okay, she, yeah. she had a brief appearance. Okay. Yeah. You're correct. You're correct, sir. Ready to move on to Devs? Yeah. Let's talk Devs. So first of all, let's talk about how long Devs has been out. This is a, it's once a week on Thursday, I believe. Is that correct? That they drop new episodes? I'm actually not positive, but I, I think know that's true. it started near the beginning of March. And I think that there are four episodes out already. I believe the fifth and the fifth is out as well. Okay. I'm not sure if that's all of them. So I originally thought that this was that Dev season one was only four episodes because that is what was listed on Hulu. Okay, so but it, now, now I am fifth listed. Now I am a, I am more keenly aware that they are like listing the next episode about a week ish before it gets released. Ah, so I actually don't know how long this season of Devs is. Probably more like an eight or re- a, a typical length. Of an hour-long drama, so probably eight or ten episodes, I'm guessing. Okay. It's called a miniseries. It, okay. All so right. I was See? like, well, then I, wait I, a minute. I don't really know. Yeah, know. so that's I'm trying to find like a thing that definitively says how many episodes there are going to be in this freaking season, but not... Eight episodes. There eight we go. episodes. Okay, there you go. Okay, so yeah. my cons- I, Same thing happened to me, but I was like, oh shit, the fifth one's already out. That must be it. That must be the finale. Miniseries. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's only five. I don't know. Okay, good. So there's eight. Barrett and I have watched episode one. Yeah, I know that the, I know that a lot of you guys that are watching devs are probably a little bit further, but I thought it was important to just kind of- uh, Get the beginning. Get right. that first dose, start talking about it, and then I think as the weeks go by, we can probably do uh, a couple episodes until we're kind of uh, at a time until we're, until we're caught up. Yes, sir. Which should be in the next couple of weeks, I would surmise. So we meet two software engineers to start the show. Lily and Sergey, mm-hmm. they are dating or they are partners, as they put it. Yeah, and they live in this badass, like uh, you know, not futuristic, but nice apartment mm-hmm. together. There's a homeless guy on the doorstep. Yeah, we're very much, we're very clearly from the get go. They set the, by the way, they set the tone. Yeah, they, they this is we're Bay Area, we're San Francisco. That is very clear from the get go. They even for one of the first things that they like put on screen for you is the homeless problem. Yep, and how these people are lit- like they they literally just know the homeless dude that sleeps on their doorstep. He's like their point. boy, yeah, like their buddies, which is just I mean it was that's another level. Yeah, it was certainly, and it just it really like it was very um, relevant. I guess oh, God, you know what yeah. I mean. No, like, for because sure. we know how big of an issue that is in all, in all sorts of cities, ours included. Um, so that thought that was interesting, and yet, and they get on the bus. To o- Omaya, is it Omaya? Omaya, yeah. Which again, this is very much like a thing. Like Google's campus is not in San Francisco. You get on a, you get on a thing on and a, it's on out, a, on it's a, out in a little yeah, remote and it, location, and you, right? And it's out further away in the Bay Area, like forty-five minutes away on this massive, massive campus, right? Um, so 
the right off the bat, I thought that was interesting because this is Alex Garland again, same guy that did Ex Machina. Yes. And so Amaya is basically just a continuation of Blue Book. A little bit, right? Because it's basically Google again. That's basically what we're looking at. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is really, really interesting that we're mm-hmm. still playing with that sort of thread. And it's also the sort of thread we're at in Westworld as well. So it's like yeah. everybody's trying to see what are we doing with AI and data and robots and how is this all going to play and yada, yada. Sure. It's sort of inspiring these incredible stories. And in this case, um, other than we get the setup, we're in this very, you know, it's the real world. Yes. Like you mentioned, it's gritty. There's a lot of issues and shit, but mm-hmm. we're definitely in a futuristic, uh, I don't know if, are we supposed to say like that exists present day or this is maybe slightly into the future? Yeah, I don't know. If, if it's supposed to be in the future, I wouldn't say that it's, and I don't it's think we've- supposed to be far, no. I don't think we've gotten any years or anything No, nah, I don't yet. think so. But like maybe this is pitched five years in the future? Perhaps something like that, like not it's, far. It's, it's modern. It's not supposed to be like hyper-futuristic. Right. Like, for, like Westworld is, for example. Right. Which is 30 years in the future. So Amaya is the company. And if I'm reading this correctly, it seems Nick Offerman's character, which his name is, uh, the fuck is his name? I don't know. I'll pull it up in a second. <laughs> he is has lost a daughter, perhaps. Maybe Amaya is his daughter. We keep seeing this do- this little girl statue the thing. huge ass, creepy ass girl thing. Real yeah. realistic doll thing, statue fucking giant. But then it's like she's all over the place too, right? Right. Yeah. And I and I and at one point the chick from the newsroom says to Nick Offerman uh, something about losing a kid, and then says that was clumsy of me. I'm sorry. Oh. And I got the impression perhaps that's his daughter he lost. That is all of this is about her to him. Okay, that is uh, you're blowing my mind here. I'm not did, positive about. I this. did this not is pick my up. Take. I did not pick up on any of that, oh, but okay. it makes a lot of sense. I was high, so I was on another wavelength. Also very much contributes to what we, that changes my perception about what I'm currently thinking devs might be. Ah, well, what were you currently thinking devs might be? Because I had basically nothing. Okay. Other than it has something to do with like either, no, you do you. Okay. So, so that, yeah. So we, we just to jump to the end, what is dev? What is going, what is going, what is going on here? Devs seems... Like it's kind of one of two things or maybe a combination of these two things. My my first reaction was that it's devs is working on cloning of some sort. Mm-hmm. That was that was led. I, I was led there because we get the CCTV. We get a murder scene. Of man Sergey. He's clearly murdered. We watch him literally have to take his last breath. Yeah. Fucking brutal. Yes. Didn't need that. But no. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, so he like, that was so deliberate, right? He's mm-hmm. gone. He's dead. And the next thing we know, we're watching man's on CCTV light himself on fire like a monk. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so that's, and they have him walking around. They have him walking to the highway. And as his girlfriend points that, out very deliberately, mm-hmm. which goes with what, uh, everything he's saying about Nick Offerman ex- explaining, by the way, the CEO is, is, he's just the CEO, I think. Okay. Uh, the universe is deterministic that, uh. We believe we have free will, but we don't because the tram lines are invisible, as he puts it, which is sort of the same concept in Westworld as well, right? This this machine, this computer in Westworld was supposed to provide everybody with a path. Right. And that's sort of what he's implying, that we all, all this is predetermined and we think it's not. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. And that really made me wonder what else, what how that, that could have to do with devs as well. Yeah. So, yes. So that's the, that's the second piece of this. My first thought was cloning, and then Laura actually pointed out that she thought it was more like another piece of a furthering of what Sergey had been working on, which was basically predictive AI, essentially able to- 10 seconds into the future. Yeah, essentially able to look into the future. And the fact that they they catch Sergey immediately stealing the code with his James Bond watch, as, as Nick Offerman says- Made me sick burn. Made me think that, and, and Laura pointed this out that oh, would, well, they've basically already developed that technology essentially, and it's so far advanced that when he says to Allison Pill, like, is this code for real? Is this theory, or is this is this like actually, you know, is this Usable. is this real life? Is this 
And he says, because if it's real, it changes everything. And she says, no, actually, if it's it is real and that means that it that literally nothing changes at all. Now I'm thinking that it's this whole the tram lines thing that they're basically predicting the future. They can predict the future for almost any individual that they want to. Which is interesting because it's almost like, okay, maybe it was a scenario where he felt he could have uh, pre- uh, uh, stopped his daughter's death and then his goal became to be able to figure out a way to avoid this. Right. And so both both of the th- things could play in. Yeah. If he can clone, if, they, if it's cloning, yep. then he could re- recreate his daughter. There's a version of that. We know there's something, it, maybe it's reanimation, maybe mm-hmm. it's cloning, maybe it's holographic. We don't know. But yeah. they show dude walking and then light himself That's on true. fire. And, and that, then here's the catch, Barrett. They show the fucking body. Yeah. So when yeah. she runs out there, I'm like, oh, it's not going to be there. She's going to see this was- Right, like this maybe was, this was some fake- CGI yeah, CGI stuff, yeah. No, no, no. Man's is there. He's burnt. So that was a big, big moment where you're like, okay, what happened? Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if we will ever find out exactly what the Sergei situation was. Because he, man, did you, what was your feel for when he's like, he's looking through the code and you can tell, I mean, just based on the music and the tone. Mm-hmm. And his face, yes. whatever he's looking at, and he goes and like throws up in and the bathroom. He, I mean, he literally gets sick yeah. from it. And then he immediately decides, this is day one on the job. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I have to steal this. <laughs> and immediately gets caught and murdered. Like, yeah, yeah. it must have been big enough to where, like, what, why steal it, I guess? What, what did he think there? What was going on? Yeah, I don't- Was it the morality of it? Did I he, guess. Did he maybe. see it and go, holy shit, this is wrong? Maybe. Huh. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. I, I think that, I, I, I certainly, I don't know. Th- this episode kind of gives you- it gives you a lot to chew on, and I, I think that either one of these paths or both, like about what Devs is doing, will probably have some grains of truth. I think when we get to the end, one of these two things, possibly both, will at least be sort of right. Okay. But I definitely think that they're going to string that along. Oh, for sure. That'll be the season. For the season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I certainly, uh, another thing that I started scratching my head about is, you know, the head of security, right? He's He's a little nervous because... This dude is a Russian. His girlfriend has Chinese heritage. That doesn't look great on paper to him. Yes. You know? He doesn't like the Russians and the Chinese. And then Sergey, with his fancy-ass wristwatch, code-stealing watch, was he some type of, like, operative? Here's a great question. That one that you just presented. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be... And did and was he able to get the code out to, the, to his uh, Sudoku app on the phone? Because he gets... She gets his cell phone... Or her, no, I'm sorry. She wipes her own cell phone or an old cell phone. Or maybe. an old cell phone. I think she grabs one out of a drawer, logs it into his account because yeah. she has all his passwords, which mm-hmm. you have to have imagined they they should have uh, <laughs> potentially. Well, the thing is, it's hidden in that damn Sudoku app. Right. She's like, this fool doesn't. She like doesn't know this she, one. He, he he hates Sudoku. Right. So it was obvious to her. And then she's got two more. What two more shots at the password? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's not used them yet, so she's going to obviously need to uh, figure those out. By the way, if you've never locked yourself out of your iPhone or your Apple Watch. <laughs> I once got up to two days between attempts. So you get to a point where you've wow. missed so many times on my Apple Watch. This legit happened. Where it was like, nah, come back tomorrow. And then I came back tomorrow and it didn't work. And it was like, nah, come back in two days next time, bitch. <laughs> like, figure it out. It just started like openly mocking me. It was awful. Um, but yeah, I feel for her trying to figure out those passwords. Good luck. That's going to be tough. Uh, yeah. a couple, um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much episode one. And that's the, that's the setup, is that she is now going to be the one going to figure out what's Inve- her name, Lily? Investigating, yeah, kind of trying to figure this whole thing out. I was certainly surprised by the, the quick Sergey exit. Thought he was going to be our dude. Thought, thought he was going to be our dude. Um, I did have, I thought this episode was a pretty good hook. There were some curiosities in the way a few things were written. And I was surprised because something like Ex Machina is so well written. Like mm-hmm. it was, it, there, there's not a, we talked about that, about the subtleties of like the conversations in that show, right? Yes. Like they, they, they it was so well executed. And the, the one specifically really, really like took me out of the show. It was so bad. What was but that? When she sits down with the ex-boyfriend and he spouts off this monologue that literally serves no other purpose other than to be expository, other than to tell the audience, 
exactly what their relationship was. And so we talk about that, the, 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 those moments of exposition in TV shows where they're kind of necessary, right? Sure. Like they, like the show needs to tell us some piece of the plot or explain something to us. And so they may, they have somebody say something, say something that they wouldn't actually say in real life. But this one didn't really seem to, to, it didn't have like this, like this back end to it where it was like, okay, I understand why we needed to know that. So what does he say? So he's he like, sits down and he's like, she tells him that he, he, that she needs help cracking this password. And he says, I love, I was, he's, he's like, so you're telling me that this is what happened. We started going out like two years ago. And then he basically just like runs down their entire relationship up through what happened, her taking a new job. Her finding a new boyfriend, her leaving, her like, and it's like. We got caught up to speed real quick there. That is so far from what you would say to your ex-girlfriend in that moment, right? Well, I think it depends how long ago that was too. Like you, she was there, bro. She, she did all that. You don't need to recount all of the little minutia that went into it in this conversation at the bar. Sure. It was just a weird moment because it seems like, it seems like they could have cut that in half and been like, you know. It's been two years. We had a fucking huge fallout. What the fuck? You treated me like shit. You dumped me after you got a new job, and now you're sitting here. And it's that's like, how it would that, go. Yeah, that's right. more how it would go. What the fuck? Are you serious? We all this shit happened between us, and now you're asking me for a fucking favor. Yeah. You wouldn't like run down calmly yeah, how you, it happened. Exactly. Yeah. So that was just that was that was a weird kind of whiff. I thought that was a strange interaction. But, but was, I did. Feel it, it really was the only one. That I that I thought was like egregious, and it was that, to, that to guilt her, right? He's just trying to make her feel bad. I guess, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna help. I don't know. He leaves. We don't, we don't find out there. Seems we, like we haven't seen the last of him. I wouldn't think so. It'd be weird to introduce him and have him spout and all have that him out, say that, and, and then, then not, not see him, him again. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> got to be a character that has the <laughs> that gets in there. Yeah, it definitely hooked me, man, because it's one of those shows where, as I'm watching it, I, like for you know, first thirty minutes, I'm like. I don't have the slightest clue what is going on right now, and I don't know if I like it. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, I was like, okay. I like so if I can feel what you're doing, mm -hmm. typically by the end of the episode one or whatever, like you've accomplished something, especially if I have no clue what the fuck is going on the rest of the episode. <laughs> and I didn't really, like, between when they go to the dev center for the first time, when Nick, Nick Offerman walks him out there to it, that whole, like, it's just this almost mad, like, fantastical experience, like, through this forest with these halos around these trees. What is yeah. all this? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. And it's just really cool to have a the world built where you don't understand any of what's going on, but you're also very interested in these characters and the situation they've developed through one episode. It's yeah, there, there's, there are a lot of cool visuals here, and they're, they're kind of ones that, like, are a little bit dissonant in the fact that they don't really make sense to you. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the whole, he basically has a giant ass version of big techs, except for it's a young daughter, like so big that it's poking up over the forest the trees. Yeah, dude. And that is like, it's creepy. It's just too. weird. That doesn't make sense at this big tech company. And so it's like, you know, it gets in, it gets kind of gets under your skin. A yeah. Little bit. Like, it makes what you the, feel creepy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was cool. You mentioned the halos, like all the gold, yeah. kind of the, the gold, uh, pillars in front of devs his ex his explanation of the security in the building mm -hmm. that you literally are transferred through an air vacuum vacuum yeah. sealed pocket yeah to get into the room like all that shit was mind-blowing to the degree that i was like cannot comprehend and then by the end of the episode i was like need episode two yeah must record occ so i can watch without flipping <laughs> and saying things that happened in episode two uh allison pill Definitely goes on like my Edward Norton list is just like, I just can't like you because, really? you're, because you're so good at being somebody on screen that I don't like. Uh, that's fair. You know? Yeah. And then I, I really- I, I'm a fan of her. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I like her. She's okay. We'll see how this- <laughs> We'll see how this- uh, Here's the thing. I didn't She's like- good at being like cloying and annoying and like- Yeah, she sort of- You know? You. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel you. And then I- But then I also- I love Nick Offerman- kind of getting this chance to play not necessarily against type but definitely something different for him uh yeah i would argue yeah his and name is forest by the way it was also just really really fun watching ron swanson 
would never even touch a vegetable if his life depends on it, stuffing kale in his face with it, just eating, just straight. Just leaves, bro. Just eating leaves. With his fucking <laughs> fingers. Just <laughs> like he looked like a, he looked like a triceratops yeah. eating leaves there. Also his hair and facial hair and his outfits. Really, yeah. So yeah. he is the eccentric genius programmer, CEO, founder of this company, I'm assuming. Yeah. And we are going to learn a lot more about what it is that's making this man tick to the degree that like, yo, him and Allison Pill watching dude choke him out with a bag was just, he has, he has been tough. there too many times. Intense. Yeah. Nick Offerman has been in those forests watching people get got with a plastic bag too many times. Yeah. And, and you know, then he and Allison Pill are sitting out in front of devs and they're having that conversation. And he's, he says something like, you know, I, I know it shouldn't be this hard. And she talks about how it is because basically like even if a human knows everything, even if they're the most, the, the, the right, she talks about God, like even if this is the most brilliant person on earth, they know all the answers to the universe and their kid gets sick, like that person starts praying, right? Yep. And so that kind of, that kind of also pushed us in that direction of something, something along the lines of, of Forrest knew maybe. Maybe he knew he was going to have to kill, that they were going to have to kill Sergey, right? Right. Well, he's definitely ready for him in the woods. Exactly. He's, he, he, that's something he that's, on the, that's on the tram lines. He had seen it. And yet it was difficult to watch to and watch. do, right? It didn't seem all that difficult, uh, but he yeah. sure says it did. But yeah, no, even <laughs> when the way he explains that to Sergey, like, you did what you were always going to do, what you had to do, the mm -hmm. only thing you could do. And then he, like, takes off and immediately gets got. Yeah. That whole sequence was. Nick Offerman has a presence, right? That he can, uh, that that you saw with Ron Swanson, even mm -hmm, like absolutely that when he's on screen, he's that dude, and sort of seeing him be able to exert that in a in a dark way is going to be neat because he we've only like you said we've only really seen him play this uh, very machismo hilarious version of of the most manly man on earth, yeah. basically, yeah. And now he's a coding nerd who <laughs> lost his daughter and has the worst haircut since Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so it's like, this is it is, a, it is a nice little departure for me from his normal shit. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to see how they get this thing to unfold. Because man, a lot happened in episode one. When are you going to watch the second one? I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm not um, yeah, sometime very soon. A um, couple of shows that I'm very close to wrapping up. And then I think I'll be all in on devs. And have you heard about the zero 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 shirt? I have had a couple people Amazon? mention it to me now. I'm I'm just going to tell y'all straight up, this the hunters on Amazon for some reason is not pushing my buttons. Really, I have not watched any of it, so maybe I'd love it. Okay, we have to try the first episode because people are screaming but it doesn't, at me. There's just something about it that's not like it's just not doing it for me. It's not trailer wise. It's, it's not pe it's not peaking my my uh, my interest really. Hmm. I don't know why. Maybe I'm all maybe about because like, it's maybe because the whole. You know, like killing Nazis thing has sure. been feels like it's been done a lot. Oh, I love it. You can't kill enough Nazis. I know, but they all gotta go. But I'll just say I am obsessed with like uh World War Two and the Third Reich and like all of that shit and how it unfolded. So anything that plays with it I'm in on. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm an easy sell on World War Two. Well, so there there's there's hunters obviously that I know a lot of people have been chirping at us about. And now zero zero zero. On the other hand, I haven't even seen a trailer, and I'm very geared up for that. Now let me give you the premise for Hunters. Okay. Okay, because this is it's at least intriguing to me. Nazi hunters discover hundreds of high-ranking Nazi officials in 1977 New York City conspiring to create a Fourth Reich in the U.S. The hunters set out to bring the Nazis to justice and thwart their new genocidal plans. So it's like. Well, first of all, we did bring a shitload of Nazis to the United States. Mm -hmm. That that was a thing that happened. Actually, we all just we as like a collective like UN, we just scooped up all the Nazi scientists <laughs> that were doing all that horrible shit and took them over to like all our different countries and we're like, "All right, back in the lab, bitch, <laughs> but doing stuff that's good." Uh that happened. So like they were around and it's just an interesting thing to play with perhaps if like, you know, 30 years removed from World War II, some of the Nazis were like, let's do it again, but yeah. here. Right, right. And then Al Pacino was like, fuck no. We'll see. I might, you know, I might be bumping up against the Al Pacino casting. Because he's old as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. It's the only concern I have. Okay. <laughs> like, it's the only thing that's had me thinking like, really? Hunters? But yeah. pe people, dude, I'm like 30 people 
ish no it, point, it was definitely hunters and devs i think were the most popular requests requests yeah. so far so I'll, I'll at least try it out maybe i'll try it out and you'll okay. see if i have time and if you you're trying something else we're, we're gonna be talking about all kinds of shit yeah. we're stuck yeah. in our fucking houses apartments houses both of us fortunately mm. um but yeah devs was great stoked on that yeah. excited to have it but yes anyways i think that i safe to say that that we'll be up through episode three at least by, by next week's podcast yeah let's say one through three then yeah for next week this episode of OCC is brought to you by Liquid IV. Everybody's talking about Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. You should be crushing those every single day. I had one before the studio today uh, during these trying times where we're all trying to stay well and healthy. And you've heard how much I love that uh, Liquid IV hydration multiplier for years now. But have you heard of their latest product, Liquid IV Energy Multiplier? Their energy multiplier tastes amazing. Uh, just like their lemon-lime flavor, you just mix it in water and you drink it. It gives you sustained energy boost with no crash. You can pound one before a workout. You know, in the morning, replace your one of your cups of coffee if you want to or whatever, Barrett. Uh, half of Americans report they fight with daily fatigue. The symptoms are obviously decreased focus, lack of motivation, poor mood, unhappiness, all these things that nobody wants. So you get Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. You get their energy multiplier and you start smashing. The hydration multiplier carries premium matcha and green energy blend. It tastes delicious and provides a lasting energy boost throughout the day. That's the energy multiplier, excuse me. Again, it's the fatigue-fighting boost you'd get from a couple cups of coffee without the crash. It contains a mixture of teas and herbs high in antioxidants that help improve mood and focus. Healthy things. Liquid IV tastes great, keeps my busy ass hydrated on the go, and their energy multiplier has been massive for me in cutting out that extra cup of coffee around noon or two, depending on what, what my day looks like, avoiding trashy energy drinks that melt my insides. Love, 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 love Liquid IV. Get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Use the code DRAGON at checkout. Dragon. 25% off Liquid IV's website, liquidiv.com. Promo code DRAGON. 25% Dragon. off and get better hydration and energy today. Don't wait. Start fueling your adventures now. Liquidiv.com. Promo code DRAGON. Westworld is back. Westworld is back. Um, before we before do that, before Westworld, we do that, though. I do. I just so tomorrow on Patreon, mm -hmm. we are doing our top five desert island shows. We are. That's now that will be. You're you're on an island. You're on a desert island. You only have five shows forever for the rest of your life. And you can watch them as many times you as you want. You can watch them as many times as you want. But you only get five. So that's a different category than what I would binge right now under house arrest. Oh, very different. So I what, I what I wanted to do is, as a special treat in these difficult times, uh, this is something that up until now only Patreon has has been able to, to know. Ah. But I'm going to go ahead and give you, give the entire Clam Fam my 2019 top 10 for people to watch. For people to watch. Because there are, some, there are some good ones on here that are especially good for binging. Let's fucking do it. So, my number one show of last year was Succession. It's two seasons in. The third is hopefully still releasing this year. Absolute must watch. You will crush these 20 episodes. And it's some of the best TV out there. If you haven't watched Succession, the man just gave you a gift. That's, that is, yeah. To pass that time. is absolutely right. And we have coverage of it on, on many, many, many episodes of this show that you can go back and listen to. My number to two was Watchmen. Great show. Maybe a little too existential crisis-y for, uh, for the current times, but awesome if you haven't seen it. Three was Fleabag. Four was Barry. Five was Pen15. Pen15 is one I, one I would like to highlight as a must-binge while you are catching up and, and, and hanging out at your house. It'll make you feel better? Because it went under it went under the radar. I didn't watch it. A little bit. But in it's it's a 30-minute comedy and it's it's just going to give you like major, major, major nostalgia endorphins. You're gonna watch it, you're gonna think of simpler times, you're gonna think of your middle school friends, and it's just like very, very funny. I need this. But also I, I like super if you like awkward, kind of cringy stuff too. Like Meet the Parents? Yes. I fucking love Meet the Parents. Or The Office even. Oh, love it. That, yeah, Michael then, Scott humor. Yeah, Michael Scott type stuff. Then Pen15 is, uh, that's on Hulu, right up your alley. My number one was Chernobyl. Number My number six is Chernobyl. Again, the, uh, you know, when Dr. Burks on that one press conference lifted up the sign 
and we all knew that there were going to be thousands a million of memes. photoshops. Yeah, the first one that I thought of was the Chernobyl uh, was Chern- the Chernobyl chart at trial. I was like, oh god! And then within somebody s- said within it. seconds, it was it was up. Yeah, we saw it immediately. Again, not sure that like watching disaster stuff is exactly what you want to binge during I a think z- it's disaster. Like, I but think it's like kind of helpful though because it's like well. At least I'm not naked scooping up radioactive material at Chernobyl. That's true. That's yeah? true. Yeah. Uh, my seventh was Euphoria, also supposed to, or at least filming right now. I think it might be returning later this, well. A lot of the pr- shit they've delayed. Production yeah. is a lot of sure stalled. So um, that was a great show. Here's another one that I'm highlighting for binge watching. It's on Netflix. It's Russian Doll. Ooh. And this is one where you it, it actually benefits from the binge. Because it's kind of repetitive in its nature, has a kind of a Groundhog Day thing going on. Okay, okay. So it 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 makes a lot of sense to just kind of crush this one. Thirty Russian minute episodes, doll. Russian Doll, very very good. Nine was Mindhunter, and ten was Sex Education. Sex Education uh, just released in their second season on Netflix uh, within the last six seven weeks or so. I have one more episode to go. The second season has been really good. Really? Um, and I loved the first season. Obviously, it made my top 10. I don't think... Not sure that season two is going to make my top 10. It was very it was very novel, its first season. Sure. But again, two two seasons, so you can get through them relatively quickly. And, uh, you know, just... For season uh, one, it was just like... There was just like, wasn't enough sex in my life at that point. Uh-huh. So I couldn't enjoy... Sex education. Well, it's... I, I couldn't watch the children masturbate, Barrett. That, you know, and I, and I didn't... <laughs> I have a hard time pitching this show on this podcast. Uh, you know, I've I've uh, I've put my my foot in my mouth a couple times, a couple times on this podcast, yeah. and so I'm not going to comment any further. That's good on sex education on Netflix. I tried other to than to say, it. other than to say that I enjoyed the show. I tried to draw you back in, admittedly, <laughs> and uh, you you walked away from it, and I applaud that. It was a smart move. That's Barrett's top ten from 2019. That was my though, top ten from to, 2019 uh, to bench. And, but previously unknown to the clan fam at large, now you all have the information. Do with Secret it. Do with yield. it. Do with it what you will. And then, obviously, tomorrow we're each going to give you five shows that uh, that that might not, you know, be the ones that we highly recommend binging right this second, but they will be good options because they're some of the best. Can't wait. My uh, my number one will shock you all. No, it won't. Can't at wait. All. Can't it wait. won't shock any. The number one won't shock anybody. Some of my other ones might. Okay, okay, Westworld. Yeah, let's talk about Westworld real quick. Season three, episode one. Uh, we launch in out of these out of the parks. For, first of all, let me say, Freeze All Motor Functions is our Westworld dedicated podcast here at Bolin Media, where Jared Borislow breaks down in great detail everything that happened in the episode to a degree that Baird and I are are not going to do. Um, and then I ask questions. What we'll do here is generally discuss sort of the happenings of the episode very quickly each week to keep up to uh, to speed with the way things are going in Westworld. But Freeze All Motor Functions is going to be your go-to if you're looking for your deep dives. Your companion dives. podcast. Your companion podcast will be FAMF. Freeze All Motor Functions available wherever Oysters, Clams, and Cockles is available. But, Barrett, for our purposes, uh, we're out of the parks. We've got Aaron Paul in the mix. And he is a beaten-down, um, regular-ass human being who is essentially going against the grain of technology. He doesn't have the implant in his head that many people have. We're introduced to this implant concept mm-hmm. and these eating of these little, uh, as, as Jared's been putting it, Listerine strips. Sleep, are they sleepers? They're, they're sleepers, they're, right? One of them, that dude takes to go to sleep, but I think they can do many different things. Okay. I get an SSRI antidepressant vibe from this, like there's a pill for everything. Gotcha. You take this to go to sleep. You take this to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we get introduced to the, it's like, Everything we're playing with right now is so futuristic that it's uh it's kind of freaky, um, but this dude is very unhappy with the world. He wants something real. His boy Kid Cudi's dead. They were in a war mm-hmm. of some kind. Yep. This was some kind of therapy subscription situation where he was able to communicate with his buddy or remember him or whatever. And by the end of the episode, of course, he's decided like, I got I gotta no more. Fuck this. Can't do it. Enough is enough. Yeah. I need something real so bad. And then he discovers, of course, Dolores in this uh, in this tunnel, nearly dead. Mm-hmm. And she is, of course, arguably not real. Or that's or the thing she? we'll be playing with, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it was a reminder also, just that scene before we exit the, the tunnel vision, uh, no pun intended, she can be killed. And Dolores yep. can be hurt. And, and well, killed isn't the right word. 
because she's got that ball in her head, right, that you can pull out Which and stick yes. into another body. That, yeah. But she's bleeding out here. Like, fluid's coming out. She's in bad shape. She needs help. This human helps her. And obviously, the rest of the episode, what we saw her doing, Barrett, was pretty much going on uh, little hit missions, mm-hmm. taking out top-ranking dudes who not only are doing shady shit in the real world that she's trying to uh, fuck with, but also all guests at the park who happened to, at one point or another, rape and murder her, probably. So, yeah. 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 Little vengeance tour? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the way she offs one, that one dude by getting him to knock himself to death <laughs> by with using the hologram was some disrespectful shit. So Evan Rachel Wood in this episode, my goodness, she is fabulous. A bit of a throwback, something that I don't feel like we've seen in recent TV and film. Maybe I'm way off. Maybe I just haven't seen any of it. But I'm getting like big femme fatale vibes from her. Yeah. Right? She's like this like shadowy you know, sexy figure She's that is on- pencil skirt some, on a motorcycle, bro. The pencil skirt on the motorcycle was next level shit. I was pausing, that, rewinding. That was just, there were a lot of great visuals on this episode. But that was nuts. And that was awesome. That and not just because skirt, she looked so good, just because the whole, it was just very was visually dope. stunning. Yeah. It was dope. Um, so I'm, I'm really digging her. Also really glad to see that, uh, that, uh, that you know, that Chappie, do you remember Chappie? Oh, yeah. He's back. I also call him Pathfinder. Pathfinder? A, Pathfinder is uh, is Chappie, basically. Same exact thing. Okay. But it's in the Apex Legends video game. All right. Well, now Chappie is George. Uh, George. Aaron, Aaron Paul's work buddy. His colleague. Tags, tags along with him and helps him do his construction stuff. But, you know, I, always, I never thought Chappie got enough shine. They need and he would eat. say cool things like, I am Chappie. Uh-huh. So, you know, now he's back as George, and I'm, I'm happy that he's, he's getting another break in Hollywood. But they need to eat closer to the ground. <laughs> That made me very uncomfortable watching these Chappie and, and Aaron Paul eat lunch uh, that high up in the air. Um, some other notes on this episode for me. We mentioned the, it, we mentioned before going into the season how unbelievable the trailer looked, how expensive it looked. Yeah, I don't know what HBO is spending on this show, but it has to be more than they were spending on even Game of Thrones. I, look, I feel like we would have heard Ma- maybe, if it was. Maybe not with all of the insane set building. So I, I actually take that back. Game of Thrones literally built entire cities for for production. And this one is using Singapore, another note, to absolutely fantastic degree. Like, Singapore is perfect for Which this. Which we find out in the post-show post, deal. Yeah. They, yeah, that man, they really nailed that. Um, just a, a great, great setting. It looks, it just looks right. Um, but the show looks fantastic. And I wasn't a huge fan of season two of Westworld. I think it really kind of miss, just missed the mark and lost itself in the sauce, if you will. Sure. And I am so, so, so thrilled that we are out of the parks. That's yes. Because that is something that we've said, or at least season one certainly posed that question to us, right? Well, what is the world that Westworld can exist in? Right. Why have, how has this happened? What does the outside world look like? And so the fact that we are getting this shift to that is very, very thrilling because, to be completely honest, this show feels like a new show. I feel like I'm watching a new show. Completely different, right. Could start. You could start it from not having seen one and two, I feel like, and be okay here. Yeah. Um, Which may have been part of their intention. Bernard is going back to Westworld, obviously, and we seem to get another dose of confirmation that Westworld is off of, the, off of China somewhere, sure, yes. which is interesting. Um, we get, at the, in the post-credits, we get a first look at what I believe you called Third Reich World. I referred to it as World War II World. I've seen War World. War World. Because I've seen people arguing that it wouldn't make sense for it to just be World War II because why the fuck would anybody go to that park? It's got to be all the wars and you pick which one you want to experience or something. Ma- maybe. Maybe. Um, it's just I, for anti-Semites or, or Nazi haters, one so, or the other. So so that's actually my, that's my one fear so far is that I don't want to get back into like some big arduous thing about like- We're back in the goddamn Nazi like tra- world. traipsing through Samurai World. Yeah. That was the miss for me. Not great. Uh, look, so I don't I don't I agree do with you. Because because what what's happening with Aaron Paul and Evan Rachel Wood- Yeah. With Dolores and what's his name? Uh, do we know his name? No, I'll look it up. Though. Can't remember. What's happening Cameron? with- Cal. Cal. Cal, thank you. Caleb, yeah. What's happening with Cal and Dolores in regular real world that Westworld also happens to exist in- is just like so much more interesting to me at this point. Yeah, no, I feel you. And I'm, I'm a little worried about that too. It's one of my fears. Because for me, I was the same. 
Season one, one of the best seasons of TV I've ever seen. Season two, I was like, God damn it. And then season three, we're doing what I wish we had done with two, which is sort of a lot of people's school of thought, that this was always the plan well, and they needed more time Le- to get to Yeah, Lisa, Lisa Joy and... Um, and Christopher Nolan. It's Jonathan that, Nolan. John, yeah, Jonah Nolan, Jonathan Nolan um, say that this was the plan all along. Okay. That season three is when they broke out of the parks. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, also, just for, for the out of the parks, a lot of Blade Runner vibes, and I'm very, very much here for it. Oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah, like that's, it's, it's, I know that there are, you know, maybe there's criticism there that they're heavily borrowing oh, from man, that aesthetic. Fuck that. But it's the right aesthetic. Yes, like there's the a reason, you know. Dude, it looks so good. It Everything looks so about that good. world yeah. they've got going right now looks so good, so real. Like you said, they're using Singapore to an enormous degree to fucking keep real buildings and shit instead of having to CGI everything. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that we're in for many twists and turns along the, along the way, but, and again, it's one episode, so who knows, but right now the setup also doesn't feel nearly as complicated, right? Nearly as complicated. I'm, I'm totally with you on this. It's the first episode of Westworld I've ever watched ever. Where you're like, oh, I'm where at the end of it, I knew, no, I felt like not just that. (laughs) I felt like I had grasped all of the important things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, here's the setup. After episode one of season one or season two, you're like, I have no fucking what, dude, who? <laughs> this is a totally different ballgame. Yeah. And they have really shifted that sort of feel from, you're going to be confused all the time. We're not giving you shit to like, yep. look, here's the setup. Here are the characters. Badass shit's about to happen. Yep. Strap in. It's the future. Uh, quick head nod to G, played by Marshawn Lynch. Giggles. Who, uh, is that what that stands well, for? Giggles. <laughs> That shirt, um, man. This, he was amused for almost all of the episode, except for I caught him angry one time when he was punching a guy who was super high on LSD or something. <laughs> and naked. <laughs> naked. Super high and naked on, uh, or what, what did they call him? It's a, it's a word that I know for drugs. Mike, do you happen to remember it, what they called it, it? Smack or dope or? No, no, no. It was like, it was like a, a, the new wave of drugs. It's not nootropics, or, um, but it was like the type of drugs that he was on. It, it, now I can't I don't think know. of nootropics. nootropics. So uh, Marshawn was cool. Interested to see if they, they continue bringing him back. Uh, Acting-wise, I was very impressed by Aaron Paul. Tell me why. So it's something that Lisa Joy speaks to in that post credit scene. But he's really, really good at capturing kind of like beaten down every man. Boom. That's he brought just enough of that from Jesse. Yes, that fucking yes. feeling of like suppressed, beaten down. Like, the world has trashed me. Yep, but it's not that dumbass gangster character from Breaking Bad. It's yes. this real construction dude who also, for whatever reason, works a Grand Theft Auto app to do crimes at night. They also he also um, they got him looking good. He's not. He's thick. not. He's not no trying to. Boy. He's not trying to be Jesse Pinkman with a double chin. He's. He's. He looks just like Aaron Paul. He looks like a forty-year-old Aaron Paul. So he's. He's looking. He's looking sharp in this one, which adds to it. Oh yeah. Uh, that you. You called it out, and I'm not surprised because if you did not think of Grand Theft Auto when you saw the Rico app, dude, there's something wrong with you, or you've never played Grand Theft Auto. Or I you've guess never played Grand Theft Auto <laughs> because as soon as that app pops up. It's like, oh, it's a Grand Theft Auto app. The cheesiness of it and like the, uh, no, I want to stay broke or fuck yeah, let's do but, crime or whatever it says <laughs> was like so Grand Theft Auto, man. Like everything about that was, no, I love that they no, I'm that basic. Vibe. It was like, no, I'm I'm a basic bitch yeah. or fuck yeah, yeah are the two options. Yeah, I, pa- I paused on the the uh, the one that he chooses to like read the, you know, meet the courier at drop A or the, the stuff right. that it says. Uh, make money, motherfucker. Make money, motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> even I love that, it. like, even that was so video game. I love that they pulled that element, though. That oh, it's, feel it's of very like, cool. very cool. It's even more dystopian, and that's so real. Like, I said this on FAMP, but like, there are apps, bro, that people use every single day that are encry- encrypted in that way to where they're literally the only purpose is for illegal activity. Mm-hmm. Like, that type of shit already goes on. This is just what we're looking at, like in a future evolution where it's literally a social media app that provides you with jobs to go do illegal shit. Yes. And, you know, the stock market, it's all down right now. Um, Bitcoin as well. But I watched, I, I saw Rico app. Everybody's getting paid by the blockchain. Oh, yeah. By the Bitcoin, by the crypto. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to this Bitcoin. That's, oh, sure. Yeah. You never know when it's going to come in handy. Barrett, it might <laughs> soar. <laughs> And then you'll need it for your Rico app. But I loved Rico app. All in all, I'm just, th- this was, 
thought this was a very, very solid Great start. I was like, episode one of the season. Because I, I, like you, I think I was a little concerned with, I wanted out of the parks so bad, even in season one, really. Like, I was like, please, let's get out of here by the end of the season. Just The parks were dope, but I wanted to see this world. Mm-hmm. And we're there, and they've unfolded episode one in a way where it's like, again, pretty deliberate. Didn't feel so confusing that I was like, damn it, I can't really tell what we're doing. Yeah. And I like the direction, and it seems less, much less complicated than we normally have had to deal with with Westworld, which was honestly always to a fault. Yeah. They always made it a little bit too confusing for everybody, for millions of people to sit down and be like, okay. Yeah. So I like I like what we've got. Uh, I'm sure you and Jared did you did you guys do some robo um robo um theory theorizing we stuff did, like sir. that? We I did. have not dove in it. I have not dived into any of that. So I will. If you want more robo robo um, I can't even say it. Jared says it perfectly. I was I, I, never I was it. able to say it while watching the episode, and now I and now I can't say it. I won't even attempt it. I haven't yet at all, and robo, I won't robo um something like that. Anyway, but another Google computer thing. Famp for the uh, the theorizing. I, I don't know yet. I haven't even really looked into it. it I haven't seems, met the architect. Seems cool. Haven't met the architect, <laughs> the guy who built it. Uh-huh. We don't know who's running it, and we don't know any of the what to what purpose or whatever. We know Vincent uh, Castle, I believe, is his name. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be, oh, he's he's popping up sometime. He's yeah. either gonna be uh, yeah, he's gonna be somewhere on that side of things. So we will see. But Westworld season three, episode one, phenomenal start to the season. Another newsroom. Um, Alum, the guy that the the oh, son, yeah. yeah, 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 the one that uh that at first you're uh, that Dolores just fucking yep. uses the shit out of this HBO. Dude. Uh, they take care of their own. How they about do, that? Do man, I'm telling you always. Westworld coverage all season long here, briefly the way we did today, in great detail with deep dives as your companion podcast. Freeze all motor functions available wherever OCC is available. As I said. That will do it for today's episode of OCC. Huge thanks to our sponsors, Felix Gray and Liquid IV. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash OCC. Go to liquidiv.com and use the code DRAGON. Support our sponsors as they support us and keep us going. And if you need another way to support this show and you want more OCC ad-free, you know where to get it. Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles, where Barrett, let's go ahead and announce what we're going to be doing. It's big time. I'm going to let you say it. It was your idea. Okay. Well, it's not, and it's not even really my idea. Well, it counts it's, as your idea. It really, it, it, it has come in large part from the Clam Fam because as many of you have pointed out. Indeed. As many of you have pointed out. The night's rewatch is not technically complete. We haven't finished, Barrett. We didn't actually ever rewatch season eight. There's one more season. There's one more season to night's rewatch. To rewatch. To night's rewatch. At night. At night. As part of the night's rewatch. <laughs> As brothers and sisters of the night's rewatch, it is time. It could not come at a better moment. It is time. Everybody is locked down in their house for the most part. You got lots to watch. It's been a year, Barry. And it has been exactly it in when we when we launch next month on Patreon. It will have been a year. It will have been exactly a year since season eight debuted. So the timing is right. But that is that is correct. We will be doing the Night's Rewatch season eight on Patreon in every, the months of in the months of April and May. Every episode of season eight, April and May. We're gonna go through each and every one. We're gonna do uh we're gonna do just the way we did back in the day. This podcast, if you're new here, by the way, we we were formerly the number one Game of Thrones podcast in the realm uh, and in the world. And every single episode of Game of Thrones, we went through and broke down and discussed in great detail as we're doing now with Westworld on Freeze All Motor Functions or whatever. But like, if you never got to experience that, it is so much fun. And Barrett and I have such a blast watching Game of Thrones and talking Game of Thrones with everybody that it only made sense to bring it back for those of y'all who want it on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles in April and May. We can't wait. Like, I haven't watched a single episode again <laughs> since you and I finished, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like I, know, I legit I like walked away from the game. Yeah. Of Thrones. We were out and they brought us back in. Just when I think I'm out. We're gonna do three episodes in April. They bring me back th- in. Uh, three in May. But in both of those months, we will of course have our hotline episode. You can call in with takes about anything we've been talking about, but also Game of Thrones takes during our rewatch. Very, very welcome and encouraged as well. Those will be for the Mollusk Militia only. Oh, yeah. If you need another reason to join the Patreon now, if you have not, there are five weeks in April. And even though we usually only do four podcasts in a Patreon month, even in those extended months, we're going to do five in April. 
Cherry on top, bonus pod for April. Boom! Just because we're dropping content, we're, you know- We're, we're here for you. We're people helping people, support small business. That is Bolin Media. It's a small business. It has literally one one official, one full-time employee. Yeah, it's me. And then I'm a, I'm a contract worker, so by supporting Bolin Media, you're also supporting me. You are. Um, and uh, you know we gotta we 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 gotta we gotta stay up and running. We do, Barry. And um, shit's gonna get weird here. It's gonna get weird. Admittedly, gonna get weird. You and I need the support. We want to keep the show going, keep our uh, podcast so going for, as best we can. For April, if you join the Crustacean Nation, you will get four podcasts. If you join the Mollusk Militia, you will get five a additional podcasts. A fifth. fifth. How about that? Fifth. F I F F I F. Fifth. <laughs> That's a Dave Chappelle reference. Very, very stoked to do, to finish, to complete the Knights Rewatch. Barrett, we will have to finally make those official Knights Rewatch t shirts that we've always We should discussed. do that. We should do that. And uh, get for, for, for when we reach the end. Yeah. And we start Clam Cut t shirts coming of later course. this year. Of course. Can't wait for that. Game of Thrones fans, we have missed it just as much as you have. And we cannot wait to watch it again and discuss it. Season eight, Game of Thrones. April, May, patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. Sign up now. Go get the top five living actors this month. Go get the throwback movie club, Ex Machina, the hotline call extravaganza. Yes, the yeah, that's, the, that's the thing is you might as well join now because it's robot month. It's robot month, baby. <laughs> and you're stuck. Come through, support us, get more OCC. Again, everything on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles is ad free. And we are so psyched to finish out the uh, night's rewatch with you all there in the coming months. Follow us on social media for updates on the best in TV and film content that you can find on the whole of the internet on Instagram at Oysters, Clams, Cockles on Twitter at Clams and Cockles. We're also on Facebook.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. You can follow me, Ross Bolin, at WR Bolin on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Uh, my show, The Ross Bolin Podcast, is available wherever OCC is available. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Mr. Dudley, where can we follow you on the social medias and hear more of your beautiful oh, voice? Follow me at Barrett Dudley, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, check out the Club Cool podcast wherever you're listening to OCC. We meet at the intersection of style and pop culture. I don't know what we're going to talk about this week, man. Crazy times that we're living in, huh? Shit's fucking outrageous. <laughs> Every a, day I wake up and I'm like, a, what? what? What a time to be alive. This is like day, this is day two. I feel like it's been four years already. I keep trying to say what day <laughs> we're on. I'm like, dude, it's like day nine and we're all losing our minds. Like, it's day four and we're going crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you could say that the weekend was the real start, but okay. I, I kind of was starting with like Monday as as the week be, the week beginning and now it, Monday really started with all of the the social distancing closing all every state and city is like closing bars and restaurants the whole shebang so so this is week one to you yeah, this is week I, one okay to that's me. fair that's fair hopefully not too many but for however many there are we will be here yep. bringing you uh, everything that we can in the best in TV and film and trying to get y'all as much good TV and film to watch to to pass the fucking time frankly. Could all get cabin fever in here, Barry. Oh, I've got, I've got, I've got it, baby. It's been nice to get out of the house today a little bit. I've been telling people this, but uh, <laughs> but I actually quarantined back in October, and I was ready to get out of it, and uh, I like self quarantine, not for health purposes, for social purposes, and and now uh, you're all quarantined, and what the fuck? <laughs> the timing, dude. God, <clears throat> excuse me. That's a weed cough, not a corona cough. Um, <laughs> The timing was just impeccable. Literally two weeks ago, I was like, I'm back, baby! And then this virus hit, and I was like, and back indoors! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're watching yeah. devs. Love yeah. y'all. Thanks yeah. for supporting the show. Be sure you listen to the Ross Boland Podcast, Club Cool, Freeze All Motor Functions, support all the Boland Media shows, and uh, Barrett's show as well. Until our next helping, adios, muchachos. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.